morning, everyone. It, it is a great day. It is Thursday, July 24th. Going to be a great day today. I got a great message for you today. Prosperity thinking versus poverty thinking. Everything starts with thinking. Getting that right can change your entire future and everything and all the circumstances around it. It can change your world from negative to positive and so forth. Uh, let's get started. I'm Tom Young. I'm here with Facebook Live and we're talking about uh, thinking, prosperity versus poverty thinking. Uh, we're also here for Money Shifts on AnchorFM.com uh, podcasts. We start every day the same. We start with prayers. We want to pray for everybody in the world. This is an amazing time in our history. Uh, it will never be forgotten. As, as much as the people today are trying to rewrite history and, and not teach about things in the past, you know, things in the past seem to repeat themselves in history. And as we pray for others, we want to pray for everybody in the world that they would get over this, learn from it, whatever. We also want to pray for those who have lost loved ones during this China virus pandemic thing, whatever it is. Uh, we also want to pray for those who have been lost, that the Lord would gather them into his arms and take them to his kingdom above for eternity, all eternity. In Jesus' name we pray. You know, it's amazing. Uh, you know, I, I do this thing and I've been doing it now for well over a year and a half and, and I'm really getting into this. And I, I know I have lots of followers and people that listen and watch what I'm doing. Uh, I hope I inspire you. I hope encourage you to grow. We all need to grow. Uh, challenges in life are opportunities for growth. Uh, our quote today, great men in history, you know, a lot of stuff going on today. You know, they, they, they throw this guy's name around, Abraham Lincoln. Uh, freed the slaves, uh, was an amazing, amazing president. And, and uh, he was the 16th president of the United States, preserved the union during the American Civil War. Lincoln's inner qualities of faithfulness, honesty, resolution, humor, and courage gave him the strength to lead his country during the bloodiest years of its existence. The best thing about the future is that it comes only one day at a time. Those who deny freedom to others deserve it not for themselves, and under a just God cannot long retain it. Let us have faith that right makes might, and that faith led us to the end. Dare to do our duty as we understand it. I leave you hoping that the lamp of liberty will burn in your bosoms until there shall no longer be a doubt that all men are created free and equal. Amazing, amazing, amazing statements. We'll have some more tomorrow and the next day. We'll continue that story. But what I want to talk about today for our short, for short, short few minutes that we're here together is talk about prosperity thinking versus poverty thinking. You know, we talked about prosperity principles 
We talked yesterday about think and see and measure, cash flow, control, being in control of the money, liquidity, having access to cash for adversity or opportunity. This helps increase control. And number seven is economic rates. Armed with the proper understanding of how net rates relate to one another, you can measure the true efficiency of saving, investing, and borrowing. It, it is so important. You know, beyond there, there are five more. Certainty, actuarial, multiply, leverage, and uncertainty. We'll get into those at, at a future show. But what I want to talk about today is, is about typical planning and prosperity economics. Financial planning, typical planning, and I have all these initials after my name, I've taken all the courses, meets needs and goals only. <clears throat> Based on limited ideas of what you can afford versus pursue wants and dreams based on unlimited ideas of what is possible. Man, there is a huge difference in those two statements. Minimizes requirements. How much do I have to save? Versus optimizes opportunity. How else can I build wealth mindset? You know that the idea of that concept is, is there, there is one side where when I was trained in the typical financial world, in all the courses that I took, it was about sitting down and figuring out what your needs were. And, and you know what? Nobody really knows what their needs are. You know, if you were going to retire, even as short as of a couple of years into the future, and, and the, the question that I ask everybody that comes to see me about that kind of planning is, is okay, your income stopped last month. It's now the first of the month, exactly to the dollar, how much do you need that check to be for you to be able to retire and live out your lifetime with adjustments for inflation? I've not met anybody that can answer that question. Well, how much interest do you have to earn on the money you have saved <clears throat> so that it will last throughout your life expectancy with adjustments for inflation? Don't know that answer either. So can you really retire? You know, the new retirement date is actually age 87. 87, you say? Well, that's right, age 87. Let's do a little bit of history. Let, let's do some investigation of the history, some research. In 1890, a guy named Bismarck, an economist in Europe, in Germany, I think, said that, look, a German worker reaching age 65 should be able to retire and receive some kind of government stipends to maintain their life. Life expectancy in 1890 was age 49. And age 65 was the target date for that possible retirement. Come along in history to the 1930s, 1933, and Franklin Delano Roosevelt, in order to try to get young people to work, he had had to get these older folks out of employment so there would be job openings for younger people that needed to work. So they created the concept of social security. Remember, there's nothing social about it, nor is there anything secure about social security. 
But in 1933, he initiated Social Security. Again, it was age 65 was the magic retirement date. And at that time, the thinking was that one third of your retirement revenue, money, was from Social Security, one third was from personal savings, and one third was from some kind of company pension. And if there wasn't any company pension, then your that third moved to your personal savings. So it was two thirds personal savings and one third Social Security. But the retirement date was age 65 and life expectancy was age 59. So here we are today. Social Security, Medicare comes on at 65 and full retirement, you can retire as early as 62, but to receive the full value of your Social Security that's available to you, uh, if you were born after 1962, it is age 67. However, what is life expectancy today? A healthy male life expectancy at age 65 is age 84. A female age 65 in good health today, life expectancy is age 88 or 89. Now, when I say life expectancy, what, what, what is the actuarial science behind this concept? Well, if you understand a bell curve, you know, down here and it goes up and then it goes down and over here. Well, well that, re, that age 84 for males, life expectancy is the top of the bell curve. So that means that half the people have died and half of them are still alive. You get the idea, same thing with the female. That's why the new retirement date is age 87. In reality and, and actuarially and everything else, it's age 87. You know, with the financial storm surrounding us as we sit here and talk, my advice to everybody that I talk to about retirement is you never sever the link or the rope that gives you the ability to make money because we don't know what's coming in the near or distant future from the financial storm that the federal government has created. And it's not just our government and the Federal Reserve, it is the World Bank. It, it, this is around the world. If you were a bank and countries around the world owed you trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars, I guess that means you have influence and you own those countries, don't you? Well, I believe that's really what's happening in America. There's $30 trillion of debt that have been placed around the world. And that has been done by the Federal Reserve, the central banking system of America. There is a central banking system in every country in the world that is a free and open country. As I understand it, there are only three countries today, three, that do not have a central banking system. North Korea, Syria, and Iran. And the Rothschilds in England are just sitting back waiting for the rest of the world to whip these three countries into shape so they can input a central banking system into those countries. When I did the research for my book, The Family Money Farm, The CFO Project, I came across the Rothschilds and I talk about them a little bit in my book. 
But all I found was everywhere I searched was a conspiracy theory. And on one side of that conspiracy theory, the Rothschilds are supposedly worth $50 trillion or more because all of the banks of the world are connected to the Rothschilds. And on the other side of the conspiracy theory, oh, they're worth maybe a half a trillion dollars, 500 billion, and, and you know, they're a clandestine group and the relatives are all dying off because one of the relatives just several months ago just passed away in, in, in the discussion of the Rothschilds. So the prosperity economics is learning how to think differently, to think prosperity. What are the other ways that I have to make money? And, and that's what it comes down to. You know, let's talk about one more and then we're going to end it up today. Product oriented what you buy. That's the, the, the financial planning, typical world. They want to sell you something. Focus is primarily on buying certain products. It's about selling you something, folks. It's not about your long range possibilities. Strategy oriented what you do based on time tested principles and financial philosophies used to build wealth. We're going to break it off for there today. I think I gave you enough to chew on. I'm praying for you. This stuff going on around the world, we will get over it. With God by our side, we will get over it. We will get around it, under it somehow we will eventually get it behind us. But at the current stage of the storm, the winds are brewing, the skies are getting dark. Things are happening every day around the world. And the whole world is watching America because the rest of the world's future prosperity hinges on America. Why else is all these hundreds of thousands of people trying to get to America we're the land of opportunity. And we have more freedoms here than any other country in the world. Get my new book, The Family Money Farm, The CFO Project. Get it at Amazon, Barnes and Nobles. You can also go to cfo-project.com. There it is up there. Put in your name and email address. You'll get an instant download of my book. God bless. We'll see you here tomorrow at 12 noon.